Hey everyone, welcome to Experience Ministries Discipleship Podcast. I'm Dave Smeuen, your host, and I'm excited to share biblical principles to help us live our faith and glorify the Lord Jesus. This is episode 51. So what does the Bible mean when it tells wives to submit to their husbands? You didn't secretly get married at Bible college, did you? No. You better not. (laughs) Why would I do that? (laughs) Let me share with you five things that will help you understand how and why to submit to your husband. Remember, it's to your husband. So this is based out of Colossians chapter 3, verse 18, which says this, Wives, be in subjection to your husbands, as is fitting in the Lord. There are a lot of other passages in the Bible that talk about wives being in submission or subjection to their husbands. So consider this list, Genesis 3.16, 1 Corinthians 11.3, Ephesians 5.22-24, Ephesians 5.33, 1 Peter 3.1-6. All of these teach the same principle. Did you memorize all these passages in Bible college? I can't say that I memorized them, but I do remember studying them vaguely. I received a lot of knowledge of the Bible through my three years. So I do remember studying them, but it's all kind of jumbled up there with (laughs) all the rest of the knowledge that I have. So. Right. It does get jumbled because when you're in Bible college, man, they just try to pack it in, don't they? Yeah, it's every day, three to four hours a day, just here's the Bible. Yeah. (laughs) That's intense. These are the principles. First is that the Bible does tell us that wives should be in subjection or submission to their husbands. Yes. So the second thing that you have to know is that context is king. When you're looking at passages like this, keeping them in context and understanding what the whole of the passage is saying is absolutely critical. And in this particular passage, this is a section that's talking about the family relationships and the family structure and how God has designed that to work. So this is not a global principle that women have to be in subjection to men. This is about wives and husbands directly connected to the conversation about family and how the family functions and operates. Yeah, I like that. I really like this point because I feel like that is something that we talked about a lot in school when we were talking about this passage is how it's very easy for a lot of men to think that they are just overall women versus taking this out of context. It's women, not not to men, but wives to husbands. And that is something that a lot of people take out of context. And even on the woman's side, they'll be like, well, this says this, but they're not keeping it in the context of a wife to a husband. They're thinking of, I'm a woman, so I have to submit to all men. Right. So. And really, that's, that doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. So all women are not subject to men, nor are men the lords over everything. That's not how it works. That's not what the Bible is teaching. But the Bible does teach in the family there needs to be structure. Yeah. And so when you look at this in you know any kind of practical way, you look at an organization or a group or a team, there has to be a leader, yeah. right? That's true in the family. It's true in business. It's true in the church, it's true in friends, it's true everywhere. I mean, have you ever been in a situation where your employer, maybe there were two people who were trying to be the boss, two people trying to tell you what to do, and they were in opposite 
kind of competing. Yeah, it's difficult. It is difficult. I've, I've seen that in employee, employer situations, you know, where you're at work, but I've also seen it with friends. Like you have friends and two of them are trying to figure out who's the big dog here and going to be the leader. It doesn't work. And so what the Bible's teaching is that there is an authority structure, a leadership structure, if you will, in the family. Yeah. Okay, so the third principle that I want us to really understand is that the Bible isn't telling wives to be doormats. And this is a confusing thing, both for men and for women. Sometimes men think that they can just run roughshod over their wives, and that's not the case. And likewise, sometimes women just feel like they just need to be little mice and never give their opinion, never stand up for themselves. That's not right either. Both of those things can turn into abuse really quickly, and that is not what the Bible talks about. Yeah, there's a very fine line that it's a very perfect balance that we're instructed, and it's sometimes it's difficult to find that in your own relationships. It is, and it's a work in progress, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that's part of the relationship in a marriage is the give and take, the learning, the growth. Yeah. So when you get married, you have to learn how to interact with your spouse in a godly way. Don't be a doormat. I will I will definitely not be a doormat. I, I don't think you will be. <laughs> <laughs> so it's important for us to realize there are limitations on this. And there's an important principle that we find in Acts chapter 5, verse 29, that I think needs to be added into this discussion. So here's Acts 5, 29. But Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. So all of us need to obey God first. And so this, the reason I bring that up is because sometimes, you know, husbands can take this position of you're going to do what I say. But if they're telling you to do something illegal, immoral, unethical, then you got to say, whoa, wait a minute, I got to obey God because the husband is not your God. Yeah. yeah. And you're not his God. Like you were saying, it's that balance that we have to work out. So wives are not a doormat. Don't you ever be a doormat because if he, ooh. Hey, if you're getting value out of our Colossians Bible study, then click the like button, make, give us a comment, maybe share with a friend. Okay, the fourth thing that I want you to get out of this, and you, you already learned some of this in Bible college, right? Probably. But I'm your father. I want you to understand this. It's this. The fourth thing is submitting to your husband is about your godly character. It's about the wife's godly character and how you grow in your faith because ultimately it's really submitting to the Lord. You're choosing to follow the example of godly women throughout Scripture. And like uh, 1 Peter 3, 1 through 6 talks about this. I'm not going to read that. That's your assignment to go read 1 Peter chapter 3, 1 through 6 uh, because it does talk about it. But when you truly love your husband, it's easier to submit. And if you submit to God as a way, or submit to your husband as a way of submitting to God, then it's really a lot easier. And that mutual submission starts happening. It's about you loving and honoring him. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Wives submitting to their husband is not because they found a new master. It's not like that. And that's kind of what the world wants us to, to think because then they can push against that. It's not about that. It's about you honoring him and honoring God through that relationship. Yeah, it's hard to find that in our, like the marriages of our culture, just because 
honor is something that's so foreign to us. No one honors anyone, whether it's family, work, whatever it is. No one, no one has that honor that anyone deserves anymore. Yeah, and it's interesting because that passage in First Peter talks about this. When you obey and you're honoring the way women through Scripture does, even if your husband is going off the rails, he looks at your good behavior, and that's part of what God uses to draw him back. Yeah. So the the relationship is really important. Honoring, respecting, loving. We'll get to that a little bit later. So this isn't number five, but this is a bonus tip. And I want to say this to you and to all of you. Wait until the Lord brings the right person. Be patient. Look for the godly person to be your spouse. Don't just pick up on anybody. Tip number five. This command is connected with the command for men to love their wives. They are not independent. These are connected. And in order for you to submit and do all the stuff that God wants you to do, the other side of that coin is that men need to love their wives. And we'll talk about that in our next verse because, our next study, because the next verse specifically speaks about that. But you have to remember these two things are connected. When either party breaks that, it really deteriorates the marriage relationship, the family relationship, and it impacts our culture. It impacts society as a whole because society is based on the marriage, the family relationship. Yeah. So our passage for next week is Colossians 3.19, and we'll be talking about the other side of this coin, about husbands loving their wives. So our question for next week is, how should a husband love his wife? You got any input about that? Uh, I think he should just love her as, as God loves the church. God bless you. We'll see you next time.